Hello, my name is Steve Hendricks and I'm the president at MDOT Care. Welcome to another in a long series of podcasts from MDOT Care relative to the telehealth industry. It is my honor and pleasure today to have a dear friend of mine, Mike Graham, who is the general manager and senior vice president at Tropalo. Welcome, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, Mike, uh, kind of want to start back a couple of years ago. When you and I first met, the telehealth industry was still trying in some ways figure out where it was, where it was going. And in the last six months, COVID's kind of brought that all to light. So kind of maybe from your perspective, talk about where we were uh, a couple of years ago, what's happened in the last six months, in your opinion, that's changed the landscape and where you think we are today. Sure. Thanks. You know, I think um, technically um, telehealth has been enabled for well over a decade. Um, the technology has been present, but what wasn't really um, as a part of the, the success model was how it was going to be reimbursed, um, the ease or lack thereof of uh, how well the doctors could integrate this into their workflow into how they do medicine. There was a certain stereotype thinking that uh, many of the demographics would not um, uh, use this technology, especially the seniors. What we really saw that what we thought was tru truly going to take even another five years from January 1st of this year, uh, I think I would have said that it, it's going to take another five years to get through the regulatory and the reimbursement, all these things. It actually, we saw in the first five weeks of COVID change everything. So all of the myths, all of the stereotypes and all of really the, the why things couldn't happen were removed. Um, and thank you to CMS. Thank you to a lot of the, uh, uh, the things that really COVID forced us to do as an industry. And that was to see that really it, that the technology did enable things to happen, that uh, there was a great amount of patient satisfaction, that the doctors were because of the emergency use, um, they were getting reimbursed and getting paid for it. Uh, and that it actually is easier than anyone thought. So I think what we're seeing right now in uh, several conversations I've had recently at the national and local level has been, will this stay? Um, the, the, the term even earlier today um, in, a, in a, a separate interview, um, we had the, uh, the founder of, of really telehealth in America, Dr. Karen Ruban, was on a conference earlier with me today. And the comment that everyone's using is the genie is out of the bottle. Right. Um, it is, it, we're never going to go back. Uh, and now what will hopefully be reinforced is how we can actually accelerate this and to be able to now see that this is, and what I think always been the hope is that telehealth wouldn't be something separate. It would just be a modality of care. And that now as we look at integrating telehealth and the two-way video platforms with the um, uh, electronic monitoring of different sorts um, and now looking truly into the future with the internet of things, um, all of the technology is there, all of the use cases are there, and now hopefully it's just going to be a way that we can provide better care for more Americans um, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, very, very well said, Mike. I had mentioned in one of my previous podcasts uh, with a good friend of yours and mine, Mark Saxon, that what I'm seeing is now that what was once the, the exception is now the expectation gotcha. that individuals, people at home, are going to have this expectation of what technology is going to mean 
to how they're going to get their health care, how they're going to converse with their doctor, with their care team. And so I think that 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 change in the paradigm is what I see the most coming out of all of this. I agree wholeheartedly. So if you had a crystal ball, Mike, um, and I know you spent a lot of time thinking about and strategizing and envisioning the future, where are we going to be in two, three years when it comes to telehealth and virtual care? Where do you see this thing going? Well, you know, I think that the part that is also interesting um, in really all of the conversations across the country is we're not just dealing with COVID, but we're also looking at uh, a lot of social unrest. And a big part of that unrest has been also the, the greater realization that there's been a disparity in care, uh, the disparity in the delivery of care. Um, and I think it's not, um, it, it, it is now becoming cumulative that one of the big issues with, in dealing with the disparity of care has been, is that there's been a lack or an opportunity to serve with certain levels of technology in both urban and rural underserved communities. The thing which is so great about telehealth, especially is understanding with like the platforms which uh, we work with you on, is that um, if, if somebody can reach a cell tower, they can receive essentially telehealth. Um, there's certain advantages to, let's say, where you do have broadband and where it does exist to be able to use that technology. It doesn't have to be an either or, it's a both and. And so as I think as we're looking at the proliferation of technology, as we're looking at the regulatory landscape continuing to evolve, also looking at the very strong reality that um, there are just not enough caregivers any longer uh, in America, when you're looking at the decreasing number of clinicians and physicians, and we're looking at, at um, how challenging it is to deal with patients that are getting more senior and that they have comorbidities or multiple illnesses, that really it's going to be telehealth will allow for both the quality of care to improve to more people, to be able to more effectively deal with populations that specifically are at risk and to now be able to look at a modality that will allow for that patient and their caregiver or family member to cooperate and to collaborate in their health care with their physicians and other clinicians, which will allow them to age in place. It reduces right. the burden to the families for the cost. It actually improves the patient satisfaction. And if we can have a blend of how people both, I'll say, my hope is that instead of just talking about you know smart homes is for us really to focus on the smart healthy homes and that is to say how can we use all of the different um data elements inside of a of a home um to help improve the overall health of someone so they can stay healthier longer and not have to be institutionalized because of their um, level of illness yeah very well said so as we think about moving forward, I see, I see a lot of opportunities. I see a few challenges, I think, at the government level. That's where we need a lot of leadership. I think we're starting to see that. You mentioned uh, some of that so far. What would you say is the number one challenge facing our industry, when I say our industry, the virtual care industry, uh, going forward? Um, I think it's going to be... Um probably not just one thing, but maybe just a couple. It is, it, it comes back to 
the availability of the clinicians. Um, there's less of them. Um, they're currently limited by restrictions of state-bound um, registration, uh, that they only have license in certain states. I, I think as we're looking at the, both the regulatory environment uh, will remain to be a challenge and to say, what can we do to further relax the regulatory challenges, which are only hindering, um, I think, some of the better care. And then to be sure that it's going to be reimbursed in such a way so that someone doesn't have to, either a doctor or even a patient doesn't have to make a decision uh, based um, uh, simply on whether it's a two-way video or whether or not it's an in-person type of visit. There are certain uh, uh, doctors will still have to, to touch people going forward. It's, you know, use the clinical where they, they have to palpate certain things to be able to uh, assess a patient, but where those are not required. Um, then let's look at the modality. Um, and so I, I think those are the two things, you know, Steve, the technology has been there forever. It really is now how can we be more aligned with the payment structure and the regulatory environment and remove the barriers that, um, that have already started to kind of tumble. Great. Thank you, Mike. I think that's a great opening of what's going on in the healthcare industry, what's changed over the last couple of years and where we're headed. In our next episode, Mike, you and I are going to drill down on that a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about where Tropalo and Cox fit into that. I know you guys are doing some amazing things, and I want the audience to hear a little more about that. So for today, thank you for your time. I greatly appreciate it, and we'll look forward to getting back together for a, a follow-up conversation. To the audience, again, just a reminder, if you have any questions relative to virtual care or the telehealth industry that you'd like us to cover in a future podcast, please send that to steveh at m.care. With that said, as always, stay well, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon.